0: Hello, Rebels of the Sharp Pollution. Normally, I start off this podcast by saying hi, but I'm going to start this one off by saying hydration. We know how important hydration is for our bodies. It's the thing that keeps us running, right? You want to be a well-oiled machine. You want to be running efficiently. You know what can help you run efficiently? Liquid IV. It is the category-winning Hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their Hydration Multiplier is the one product that you are missing in your daily routine. It comes in a little stick that's a powder, and in just one stick, you get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. If you use it first thing in the morning, maybe before a workout, when you feel run down, maybe after a long night out and doing a little partying, you know what I mean? And even, what if you have like a long flight or something like that and you just bleh, right? We all feel that way, bleh. So add this to your water and that convenient packaging can go with you anywhere you go, even if you're going to the gym or you're traveling or you're at work and maybe you didn't have a great breakfast. At least it's something that will fuel you up in the morning, and there's a whole bunch of flavors that are available, like sea berry, strawberry lemonade, concord grape, lemon lime, pina colada, tropical punch, watermelon, strawberry, passion fruit, guava, acai berry, did I say that right? I never know how to say that. But those are just some of the flavors. Here's some statistics for you folks. One stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water contains five essential vitamins. B3, B5, B6, B12, and even vitamin C. And we all know how important those B vitamins are. It's got three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. It's made with premium ingredients. It's non-GMO and it is free from gluten, dairy, and soy. I'm going to offer you a great deal, Rebels. If you go to liquidiv.com and use Offer Code SHERPA, you can get 20% off of anything that you order on that site when you're shopping for some better hydration. So that's Liquid IV. Check it out at liquidiv.com. podcast that you're listening to is being presented to you in cooperation with the SJ Network. If you're a person who'd like to appear on a podcast, contact Steven Joyner at S J Network.com. Let's get on with the show. Today on the SHERPA screening room, We're going to hear from David Thompson, an acting coach and life coach who founded the Thompson Approach. That sounds interesting. I'm guessing that if it helps to create talented people, then the Sherpa must be completely immune to it. Coming to you from Sherpa Chalet in beautiful downtown Mount Podcastia, it's time for entertainment interviews in the Sherpa Screening Room. Grab an aisle seat and a bucket of popcorn, but don't crunch too loud or you'll miss the show. Now, he's your host, Jim the Podcast Sherpa. Hello there, Rebels of the sherpa pollution. Welcome to the Sherpa Screening Room, a presentation of Too Many Podcasts. So that must mean that it is me, Jim the Podcast Sherpa, sitting here behind this mic, chatting with you. Yes, you out there in that podcast, dear listening type of thing. I don't know. I could come up with a better name for that. Anyway, it's been a while since we've done a Sherpa Screening Room for some reason, and we've made a return with a vengeance. And... You're going to like to hear what my guest today has to say. He is both an acting coach and a life coach, and you could imagine how the two of those combine when it comes to getting people ready to be on the stage or the big screen or the small screen. He's a guy with 30 years acting experience and who's also studied under Tony Robbins as a life coach. And it's interesting how he's combined his teachings into something that he calls the Thompson approach. So I got to get to spend a little bit of time with David and kind of get inside his brain and learn about what the Thompson approach is and what he does to get aspiring actors ready for their big moment on stage or on the screen. And uh, that's a really fascinating chats. So I think it's definitely one you want to listen to, especially if you are thinking about getting into the acting field or maybe you just want to boost your confidence. I'm sure that will help too. So I think what we should do is head on over to that conference room and have a listen to my conversation with David Thompson. Hello there, Rebels of the sherpa Revolution. We are here in the Sherpa screening room. My guest today is an acting coach and a life coach, coaching from both ends, I guess we could say. He's joining us from Michigan, I believe, right? Yes. Yes, his name is David Thompson. We're going to get to know him and you will be coached. <laughs> David, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you very
1: much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored. Um, uh, yeah, I'm an acting coach uh, and a life coach. Um, I DavidThompsonCoaching.co is my URL. Um, I How did I start? I'm going to start there. How did I start? Um Originally in my 20s, I wanted to be an animator for Disney. I Mm -hmm. love to draw. And um, that was my stage. Okay. And then my mother called me one day on the phone that stayed at home, if you remember those, you know. And and she said, um, I found something in the newspaper. I go, Well, what is it, mom? She said, They're having auditions for The Wizard of Oz at the Richmond Community Theater, and I, Richmond, Michigan. And I said, Okay. Why don't you try out for it? I go, Mom. You know I'm not a people person. Uh, my stage is my my drawing table, you know. And then she said, "Would you do it for me?" And I said, "Okay, uh, yeah, I guess so." So I went there, nervous as heck, so nervous, just sweating and everything else. And you know, I didn't know those people; they didn't know me. <clears throat> One thing I could do, since I was like eight, is do all sorts of different kinds of voices. Okay, Um, uh, cartoon voices, um, uh, impersonations of celebrities, things like that, and um, so I I tried out for the Wizard of Oz, and I landed the role as the uh, the doorman. You know, who rang that bell? Okay, (laughs) and they liked it. They laughed, and I thought, Wow, they're laughing at me, or for me, or something. So. They, I got a call back, and that was the start of it. But it was two months of intense work because it's a musical, and I don't know what that guy was doing, but the director was so nice. Um, everybody was so nice, and at opening night, I mean, it was packed. It was hugely packed. Well, it's The Wizard of Oz, but it was packed, and as soon as I came out on stage and I said my first line, which... You know, led to other lines, but all the same voice. People roared with laughter. And I thought, this is so cool. I can influence people. I can make them laugh or cry. Maybe, I don't know. But then it started. That's this. It started the ball rolling, the snowball. You know, it went downhill from there and uphill and everywhere. Um, I did theater for us. St- I still do theater, but it was for like, 10 years straight, so I was working. I was going to school to be an actor, going to college and doing um, any kind of community theater that I could possibly get my hands on in any role because there are no small roles, only small actors, you know because you can learn from everybody and and then I uh, I moved I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but then I moved to uh, moved to uh, New York, um, I did a cup. I did one show in Canada uh, for a friend. And then um, I went to New York, I went to California, and then I came back in, to Michigan for family reasons. But I've always loved uh, theater and I've been in a lot of different films, independent films, a film with Drew Barrymore. Um, and I, I've come to this point in my life I'm still an actor, but I've come to the you know, where your cup is full. Okay. What are you going to do with the overflow? I'm going to teach, you know? So in 2014, I began that, you know, 30 plus years altogether. But in 2014, uh, I started to, uh, learn about how to be a coach, you know? Um, and I'm a certified coach at Tony Robbins as well. Um, that happened in 2011. Yeah. So what I do, I combine, I combine um, life with acting, acting with life. Because if you take away the life, all it is is pretend. I don't know if you have ever seen any bad acting before. <laughs> Maybe um, a time or two, David. <laughs> <laughs> there is. Like yeah. they glance at the camera. You don't glance at the camera. What are you doing? <laughs> and, uh, unless it's Matthew Broderick in that uh, movie, I forgot the name of it. Ferris Bueller. Yeah, Ferris Bueller, where he looks at the... That's different, okay? But, um, so I teach voiceover. I teach theater. I teach uh, self-confidence, film techniques. um, And also the biggest thing that I can give to my students um, is self-discovery. Acting is all about self-discovery. Because the more life experience you have, and the more you uh, allow yourself to learn and to grow, the more you can... Uh, fit into different roles yeah so and um i'm writing a book as well uh the five principles of divine power um how we all have this and it's a part of my approach that i teach uh the thompson approach um everybody has these five powers except not everybody necessarily taps into them because it's a lot of work sometimes a lot of introspection Mm -hmm. so so that's that's in a nutshell, kind of like that's that's what I do for a living.
0: So when you uh, start working with, uh, let's say, an, as- an aspiring actor, uh, are you getting more first into the, the technical aspects of acting or the, the tapping into like the emotional stuff that they w- are going to need? Te-
1: I, I teach them how to access themselves first. Okay. Technica, technical absolutely it's very important how to navigate yourself on a film set or on a stage or in a um a voiceover studio you know to do a voiceover uh, but actually the real life is in you and it comes out and you end up uh believing giving a believable performance once you tap into the reason why how to um the bigger your why, the easier your how, you know, if you're, if you're hypothetically, if your house was on fire, would you sit in the chair and go, gee, I wonder what I'm going to take first. Uh, maybe that book, it's it's a collector's app. No, you'd get out of there, right? Right. You have a big enough why to get yourself going. If you have a big enough why, a big enough reason, um, a mission statement, then it's going to carry you through the hard times uh, financially, emotionally, relationship wise, you remain focused, you mm-hmm. know? Um, so that's what I teach. First of all, that, what are you all about? Why do you want to be an actor? Why do you, why do you want to do this? You can earn a money a lot of other ways. I can help you, but you got to tell me so I can help you. So yeah, it's very important
0: are there like certain misconceptions that people might have when they're going into your class about like what they need to do if they want to audition for a role? Yes. <clears throat> Commonly
1: beginners. Um, they are under the implication that um, all I need is a good headshot and I need an agent. Okay. Before you can have good headshots, you have to know how to pick out a good headshot photographer. Not I say with great respect, uh, not a JCPenney you know, or a Walmart. <laughs> you need somebody that is going to have a good rapport with you, you know, and it's a get to know sort of like, I don't know, you go to the doctor's and he says, you know, what's wrong with you? What are you feeling? And you're going back and forth. It's the same thing. Um, actually, on Backstage, if you go on backstage.com, there's a list of 17 questions you can look up to ask a potential headshot photographer. And I give that. And then The whole agent thing. All I need is an agent. Okay. An agent is there to help you, but you need to give them something to use. And if you don't have any experience, you need that first. So what I did, I tell other people to do student films. I did some in NYU in New York um, because they needed to graduate. (laughs) So they needed actors. And UCLA in California, um, a lot of a lot of community theaters and and community theaters, community (laughs) colleges and universities have film schools. There's an opportunity right there. Experience pays after a while. Uh, Go to community theater. Volunteer. Not everybody likes that. But you know what? If someone wants to help you on a project and they don't want any money for it, but they're enthusiastic and they want to learn and grow. People are very, you know, tuned into that. They will ask you, Oh sure. You can come on. Great. And then after a while, a reputation builds relationships are wealth, not money. Money can be, you know, it, it goes pretty fast. Sure. But a good relationship you can build on. Um, so that's misconceptions. Like you said, you um, know, I, I tell people, I heard a coach once because I have coaches that help me. um, And he was pretty incensed about it, but it was funny. You know, well, um, you don't approach acting like I think I'll try to be a brain surgeon, you know, and if that doesn't work. And no, no, (laughs) you approach acting in the same serious way, way because and consistent because if you don't, you're not going to make it. You Whatever you do in life, you have to be consistent. It's like playing a, a guitar. If you're going to dabble, okay, you're a dabbler. Nothing wrong with that. How serious are you? That's actually how I choose my students. I choose them very carefully because I want to be able to help them, but I need to know their level of commitment.
0: Right. That that was going to be actually my next question. Did you, did you ever have students that you actually tried to dissuade from acting where you're going to say, you know... You're, you're bringing this much with you, but that's, that's not going to be enough. You're going to be in for like a world of heartbreak and you might not be ready for that.
1: Yeah. Cause I can tell what I do. I give them, um, it's called seven levels deep and narrow. And what it is, it's a little exercise that I got from Dean Graciosi and it's a V and they write set and I ask them gut questions. Why do you want to be an actor? Um, and then they answer that. And I, give them different questions based upon what they write down. And basically getting down to the goal, the nitty gritty of, you know, the letter V down below, why they want to really do it. And sometimes it's because there's so many different ways. I've had people kind of break into little tears and it's like, uh, because I've never been appreciated before. And I know from past experiences in theater that people clap for me. Oh, so that's why, you know, it's the heart that counts. The head, hey, that's great. You can do wonderful things in the head. What did Einstein say? We're all geniuses in our own minds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but when it comes to actually doing something, that's where you live. You know, acting as movement, um, physical movement, whether it be a, a blink or a wink of an eye or a. Uh, running a sprint across, you know, uh, a set or, a, on a, on a stage. Mm-hmm.
0: Was there anyone that you've worked with that, uh, has maybe, maybe made a, a mark on the stage or on television or in the movies? Oh, wow. Um,
1: no one really prominent, I would say. Um, but there have been a lot of, uh, people that, have inspired me, one in particular, my first Shakespeare play. Um, uh, I played uh, Taming of the Shrew, Lucentio, and I didn't know what I was doing. I remember my friends were in a play, a period play of 1919, and um, it was a very controversial play, but it was fun. And uh, one of the guys said, hey, David, I go, what? There's a Shakespeare play, you know, an audition going on in Southfield, Michigan. I said, Shakespeare? You gotta be kidding. You know, that stereotypical. I was younger I go. But they were going, so hey, I wanted to be cool too, so I went. And this lady, her name is Nancy. I can't even remember her last name, and I can't find her anywhere. Maybe she passed on, but I'll tell you what. She wanted us to learn. It was like I was being coached. Um, and she could tell I was green, I didn't know what I was doing, but she chose me. The biggest thing in acting, I want to tell you right now. Believe it or not, is your physicality. Do you fit the type of role? Do you fit that role physically? Um, That's your first draw. Okay. Mm -hmm. I could not play Ramble. Okay. (laughs) I am not built. I'm wiry. I'm nerdy. Okay. I can't do that. I can play Scarecrow and Batman, you know, the villain. That'd be fun. But, (laughs) you know, I'm not built that way. But she saw something in me. uh, So I played the romantic lead. It was a lot of fun. And, I learned so much. I I fell in love with Shakespeare I did. Uh, That was one person. Another person was one of my, at Macomb Community College, her name was Nancy too. (laughs) And uh, she taught me how to envelop myself in a role without losing myself. I've heard this before. Oh, you just gotta get lost in the role. No, 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 no. When you're lost, like in a museum or a parking lot and you can't find your car, How are you doing? You're panicking, right? Especially if it's cold or something. (laughs) Anyway, um, you find yourself in the role. You find yourself in the role. That's what I teach. Um, How do you relate to this character? How do you not relate to this character? And why? That's a huge thing. Because in a professional sense, you're marrying the character for a while. You know? You're walking like them, you're talking like them, you're finding out through the script, because the script is the life of the character. You're embracing those words, and you're constantly asking what I like to call the five W's: Who, what, when, where, and why? Especially why? That's the biggest one. And you're asking, you know, those constant questions. I have one of my students, uh, she lives in um, Pennsylvania, and I'm helping her with an acting reel, you know, get her started. And she goes, David, she has a Brooklyn accent, she's David, I- I'm trying to uh, get this character and it, it it's like it's following, she's following me everywhere. I'm starting to repeat things, I'm starting to walk like her and talk like her. And I said, well, that's good. That's how it works. <laughs> 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 You're on the right track, you know.
0: How, how did you get involved with life coaching? I mean, I know, obviously, you know, there's a little bit of a, a, a fine line between the two, obviously. <laughs> There is. um, Life coaching is
1: like acting. I'm going to say it like that. Everybody has what they call problems and solutions. And the the in-between is the confusion sometimes, the figuring out, you know. Mm -hmm. Problems don't exist without a solution. It's a good way of looking at life, okay? You're up against a problem. How, Whether you believe it or not, it does have a solution. It just takes time to get it sometimes characters go through the same thing what's your favorite movie jim uh probably young frankenstein young frankenstein (laughs) it's hilarious (laughs) gene wilder oh man and all the rest of the cast phenomenal what was this sounds you had to pick that what what was the monster's main problem
0: uh well, I mean, I guess that uh, Frankenstein—I <laughs> Frankenstein. created him to be a, a, a like, I guess, a killer, and he really just wanted to be like a nice, a nice guy.
1: Yeah, he was. Um, and who played that? Uh, I forgot his name. Peter he Boyle. One. Yeah, everybody loves Raymond. He, right, a fantastic actor. Um, so yeah, so his problem, his obstacle was that you to be evil and mean, but you want to be nice. You have a nice side, but. And so he had a conflict going on. Emotions always come in pairs. You have a conflict. And here's the secret. The the more that you try and hide an emotion, especially on camera, on stage two, but especially on camera, the more it's going to show what you're trying to feel. Mm -hmm. Because you're hiding something that's very evident. It's, It's a struggle. Okay. Well, my point of that is, Peter Boyle, a.k.a. Young Frankenstein, he, the monster, he had a problem that needed a solution. And I think the solution was, help me again, the name of that wonderful actress in there.
0: Uh, Oh, Madeline Kahn?
1: Madeline Kahn, yeah, yeah. She, you know the scene, she helped him become, (laughs) to find himself, you know, and yeah, then they smoked a cigarette, you know, so it was... (laughs) (laughs) the whole movie is hilarious. I love black and white too. But my point is, is that that's kind of like life coaching, you know, um, she life coached him and he found at peace at a little bit, at least, you know, for a while. So you figure this, I like to call everybody, including myself, a messer piece in progress. Okay. You're almost a masterpiece, but not quite. And you have baggage as you carry around, guess what? That's why we're interested in characters in movies and stage and even voiceovers and things. Because we can relate. You know, there was one time when I was working in a, a MJR theater as a usher, you know, and I was in my glory, even though it was so boring, I fell asleep standing at some time. But I appreciated it because I was around movies. Thor just came out, the first one. And, um, I was waiting for people to exit. Right. And me, the big thing about acting is observational skills. It's, I observe people like crazy. Okay. And it's, it's, that's how you learn. You know, you ever hear of a people watcher? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. So this guy came out, he was much taller than I was. I'm six foot. He was like six, four or something, but he walked out. And I watched his body language and they were playing the big music, okay, of Thor, okay, at the end credits. So he's, this is, I'll never forget this. He walks out and he has his chest out and he's walking very triumphant. The moment he walked out into the lobby, his whole body relaxed and he was himself again. I thought, if that's not the kid coming out in him that he wished he was Thor, you know. Yeah. Mighty hammer. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what else was. And it's great when you can do that. You know, we go to movies to influence us, to help us understand life or be scared the crap out of us. Sometimes like the shining or whatever with Jack Nicholson, you know, we want to be emotionally moved. We want to be, and that's, that's in life too, isn't it? Yeah. We're not Alexa. We're not GPS, you know, direction lost. <laughs> no, we have emotions, desires and and characters have that too. That's what I try to bring out of my students. Um, their true heart, their true reason for wanting to do such a monumental thing as become an actor, whether whether you're famous and that's great, I've signed autographs before and it's fun, but you have to it's a lot of work. You've got to do it because you love it because it's not always stable it's creative but it's not always stable you know sure but i guess what i'm trying to say that's part of life coaching too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) it was interesting when you were talking about people watching i was remembering reading an article uh there was a movie a while back with uh jeff bridges i believe and he played the movie was called Starman and, yes. he played an, and he played an alien and he was saying, well, you know, he says I had to consider that he was in a human form for the very first time and he didn't really know what to do. And he said that he watched little kids and their reactions because he said those are like the most innocent reactions. And he figured that was probably what his character would have to relay. You know, being that, he, you know, nothing came natural to him. Sure.
1: Because he's an adult. What a great, I would love to find that interview. Um, I remember that movie, but that's a great way of approaching a character. In other words, he was reborn. He was new to the planet, but new to this body. That's very clever. I I remember um, in relation to what you just said, and thank you. I'm going to look that up. Um, um, What was it? Hannibal Lecter? Uh mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. Right. When he was re- when he was doing research, which I emphasize to people, study, research, study. That's the foundation of everything. And also act, you know, move. Don't just sit on the book and do what it says. Um he used to go to the zoo and watch the gorillas. And if you ever seen a gorilla, have you ever seen a gorilla in the zoo? Especially mm-hmm. when they're out in are out of the cage, they got these g- these these scary red eyes usually and they're sitting there doing something okay and if they look at you it's evident they just want to tear your head off just rip you to shreds okay they're very territorial so they don't have any inhibitions (laughs) (laughs) so anthony hopkins hannibal Lecter, um he had no inhibitions obviously right you know and it really, that's what he did. he That was his work, his research. He went there and he studied gorillas to get, bring that out. You know, sure. it's its in the movement of everything. So, yeah, there, it, it, this is a different kind of um, vocation. You know, you either will love it or it's not for you. Do something else.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah you know, I, and I guess like like you said, when you're called upon to play a character that maybe is foreign to you, you know it's always good to kind of have that frame of reference that you know that answers maybe some of the questions that you said that were involved with being a character with the who, what, the where, the why, and the when that's very true, yeah,
1: basic questions, and you can relate to the life too, okay, if you're married um if you have kids um Answer if you, if you either say it or, or think it. You know, why are they doing this? What are they doing? Where are they doing it? When are they doing it? Why? And you go back to why it it you, it, it gives you some control over your emotions because emotions cannot think. Emotions are designed; they're a gift from God, but they're they they are designed not to think. Kind of like a sonar uh, that dolphins you know echolocation it bounces off different undersea mountains and things and it comes back and it tells them where to navigate you know that's the difference between reacting like jim i can't believe you did that or jim why did you say that there's a response you think or you react right um and that i i teach that too acting is about choices just like life you know
0: you know, I'm looking at, you know, in your description of what you do and they call you a transformational acting coach, which I think is an interesting term <laughs> for, you know, especially, you know, when we're, you know, you're coaching people who are learning to be someone else comfortably. Very good
1: way. Yeah, very good way of saying that. Um, transformational. Well, when you transform into something else think of transformers okay
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) the movie all right (laughs) most of it was filmed in detroit at the time so you have transformers that look like cars and all of a sudden they transform into this huge robot monster thing okay um when you're playing a character it does transform you in a certain way um it it takes your emotions it takes your thoughts Bible talks about that, you know, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And I'll give you an example. In California, um, Lifehouse Theater, uh, I played um, George Bailey in It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I grew up with that movie and uh, I never knew how dark it was. I mean, I saw Jimmy Stewart, you know, but when I played it, it was 16 shows. I, I won a, a nomination for a regional award, it was a lot of fun. But it was a lot of work, okay? And to this day, I find my mannerisms and things, and that was 2002. I would love to play it again. I know I'd do a better job, but I find his mannerisms, at times, it's a part of me, you know? Mm-hmm. So it does transform you into a different person. It molds you. It remolds you. It remolds you. Um, you change because you have married that character. A marriage transforms people, right? Sure, yeah, exactly. It's the same thing um I teach people also to keep a level head to when you're done with the scene, you're yourself, otherwise you can have problems you know <laughs> you are not a psychopath, you are not this you know, um usually I don't have to say it that literal, but i I pointed out you preserve yourself that way i I teach people also if they're playing a really uh depressed character or a dangerous person. Okay. I can help them when they're done with the scene order to to come out of it. Right. With a few suggestions and then they feel better, you know, and then they can leave their work and go home. You know, that's very important (laughs) to do that. (laughs) Sure. It helps. It does hugely. (laughs) Yeah. You're not that person all the time. That goes for work too,
0: period, whatever you do. Sure. Okay. So before I let you go, David, um, how can people get in touch with you if they want to be coached by you? Um,
1: DavidThompsonCoaching.co.com. It's C-O, davidthompsoncoaching.co. Um, I work with people from the UK, the USA, and uh, um, um, Canada as well. Uh, wonderful f- group of uh, acting family I have. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. But if they, if they want to contact me, just visit me at davidthompsoncoaching.co. And um, I'm also working side by side with uh, Stephen Joyner. He's a PR manager. Uh-huh. So he helps a lot to get people together. Like he connected us. You know, sure. he's a great guy. Um, knows a lot about the business and public relations. You need coaching. Um, if you're going to do this business, you need people um Specific people to help you. Like you helped me today. I've enjoyed this very much.
0: Huh. I'm glad I can help. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, his name is David Thompson. David, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Enjoy your evening.
1: We're on that internet thingy at com.
0: Thank you so much for spending a little time here in the Sherpa screening room. Don't leave too much of a mess in the aisle. You know, those. Ushers get a little grumpy. And a very special thanks to David for coming on by. And, of course, you can get in touch with him if you would like to employ his services, as you heard there. And the information will be in the show notes as well. We'll be back next week with some more fun, whether it be the Sherpa Screening Room or Too Many Podcasts or who knows what else. But either way, you can catch us on podcast apps everywhere. Except you, Stitcher, and except you, Helium Radio Network. Bah <laughs> I feel better now. And you can also catch this stuff on Sharpalution.com or the Sharpalution YouTube page. Don't forget, if you leave me a nice review and you let me know, you can be entered in our contest and possibly win podcast merchandise. <laughs> That that was the podcast merchandise song, as, in case you didn't know that. So, <laughs> I must be getting a little giddy. So I guess it is time, Lord Mr. Bruce, for us to head on out of here. And until next time, thanks again for listening. And viva la Sherpa-lution. Thanks for listening to the Sherpa Screening Room. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review and share this podcast. I'm Mr. Bruce and this has been a Sherpa Lou Studios production. Viva la Sherpa you know, Rebels, if you've been checking out some of my promotional ads on social media, you'll be aware that I have been using a lot of AI programs to help me create ads. But you know what? There's a lot more uses for AI than just funny little videos. And I'd like to introduce one of our new sponsors, Podium. It is a leader in creating AI tools for podcasters. Now, let's say you've got a podcast and maybe you're even thinking of doing a podcast. You're probably wondering, well, how can AI be integrated with your workflow? I'll tell you about Podium. As a podcaster, you know that writing show notes and creating chapters and transcribing episodes takes a lot of time and it can cost you a lot of money too. But you know what? That's where Podium comes in. It's an AI tool designed specifically for creators and podcasters with the goal of making post-production tasks quick and easy. And in just a few minutes, Podium generates show notes, chapters, summaries, clips for social media, a full transcript, suggested episode titles, social media posts, and more. Whew, that's a lot of work for one little program. You show notes are key to your podcast success because it helps new listeners find your podcast and They'll know if it's a fit for them. You know, kind of like too many podcasts. It also improves your SEO. That's your search engine optimization. Ooh, big phrase there. And overall accessibility. And with Podium, you can focus on creating a great podcast and let Podium's AI do the heavy lifting. But Podium isn't just for solo creators and podcasters. It's a game changer for editors, producers, marketers, agencies, and production studios. Teams that use Podium's are able to increase workloads, decrease turnaround times, and improve their quality. How does it work? Very easy. First, go to Podium's website and you'll see that link that's right there in the show notes. You get three hours free just to try it. Pretty cool, huh? And using that link also supports this show as well. And you know what else happens? Because I'm a good guy. You use my link, you will get 50% off for your first month. So visit the site, upload an MP3 file, and download your files. And that's it. And if you need anything else, you can use Podium GPT to generate articles and any marketing copy you might need in Seconds. Instant show notes, transcripts, chapters for your podcast or channel. This will level up that podcast. So check out Podium today.